Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fan the Podcast. I am Griffin Newman, embarrassed uh, owner of uh, multiple compact trips. Let me start. Wait, 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 wait. What you you have them? Uh, I I uh, they have arrived, and I am too embarrassed to go to the post office to pick them up. Right. I feel like buyer's remorse. I'm David Sims. I I feel terrible. How many was it in the end? Forty-eight. I'm double checking here. I think it was forty-eight. It was forty-eight. Right? I'm, I'm I'm sure. Yeah. They've arrived, and I can't. I don't want to. It cost thirty dollars, I believe. I believe that is how much it costs. Yeah. A person somewhere in the world got an email saying Griffin Newman has bought your, like, you know, bucket of chips. Yep. Here is $30, 30 American dollars. Yeah, let's start over the podcast. Let's wanna, start you want to start over? Let's start we'll over cut the podcast. all that out. No yeah, problem. Cut all that out. Okay. Um, uh, thanks again to uh, producer Ben for uh, taking a scalpel to the edit last week. I didn't get to listen, but uh, I know You last haven't listened week- to it? No. Oh, it's, you should listen to it. Yeah, you should listen to it. It's really good. Ben did a great job. Yeah, he did all the cuts we asked for. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good. Took care of it all. No okay, problem. Good. Thank you, Ben Ducer, the poet laureate of the Phantom Podcast. Um, hey, well, welcome. it is week nine. Is that yes? It's week nine of yeah. our uh, investigation to this movie. Mm. And God, do I feel defeated! I know it's like it's like in a detective movie where uh, I go back to my hotel and I just like stare at the wall and start crying. The case is not coming together. No, it's not. Yeah, there's 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 papers all over the pin board. Yeah, <laughs> there's lots of yarn. Yeah, and I'm at the point where I'm just starting to pee on the walls. <laughs> I don't want to look at those papers anymore. Yeah. Um, we've examined this text perhaps as much as one can. Yeah, it's it's been over-examined. It's been over The movie is not about the things we say it's about. Right, and we keep on looking to try to find those things, and they're not in there. No. We reach for the merchandise that's not in there, right? It definitely wasn't in there. Hungry <laughs> Hero Jar Jar. I'm just saying, maybe he was the one who set off the... He was the hero, Gorg yeah. Revolution. Yeah. Um, maybe we have to go beyond the film. Mm-hmm. Now, as we know from the Star Wars Card Trader app... <laughs> There is an expanded universe that George created. Yeah, yeah. Right? I guess maybe in comics or whatever. He'd been he'd been working on this for decades, it seems like. Right. But you only got to make the one movie, just to clarify for everyone, you only got to make the one movie, right. Phantom Menace, in case you're listening for the first time on episode nine. Good job, guys. He if only you're listening for the first time on episode nine. One Star Wars film. Um but but there clearly is an expanded universe within the merchandise and everything. And then uh there's also a lot of fan fiction, David. Oh boy, fan! I want to go on the record. I've been dreading this episode for weeks. We've been putting it off for maybe six weeks. Yep. Um. So uh, t- today we're g- we're gonna look at the fan fiction and see if we can find anything out of it. You know, wh- other fans interpreting the text, taking it further. So this is after the film's release. Summer before, maybe. Yeah, I think some might have been even before. Some some are before. <laughs> Um, once again, our internet here is terrible, uh, so there'll be a lot of vamping for time. Um, but uh, here, here, here we we go. I, I don't know. Anything else you want to say before we launch into this? We're gonna I'm really talk this. about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace fan fiction. Uh, yep. Cool. Excited. Uh, I already um... regret this decision. Yeah, you know, it's uh, like you buying the computer chips, the the what are they called, Comtech chips. Yep. Um, let's uh, uh, let's just let's just try it, okay? Yeah. So I'm on a website right now. It's called Emma Grant's Star Wars Rex. 
Okay. Okay. And uh, a lot of the um, Star Wars fan fiction has to do with um, uh, the the Master Apprentice subculture. It is called. Oh, I see. So the the Qui Gon Obi Wan relationship. People are very interested. Really, it's such an uninteresting part of the movie. Well, but that's the thing. Maybe that's why right, we need to dig into it. Right, they want to flesh it out. I get right? that because. <laughs> All right, we're back into it. Cut Whoa. all that. No problem. Oh my god. This episode is riddled with technical failures. Yeah, uh, and get ready for some emotional failures. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say, yeah, in the movie, Qui-Gon is Obi-Wan's teacher. Mm-hmm. I believe he gives him one piece of advice in the whole movie, which is like be mindful of the present and the future. I don't know, something like that early on where you're like, right. oh, okay. There's And then like it never, it never really updates after that. Qui-Gon is a terrible teacher. He's yep. much more interested in being a slave owner. Uh, agreed. Um, okay. Uh, it's one of the reasons Obi-Wan is a worthless character in this movie, because he has no arc. Okay, but maybe... No, I know what you're saying. Like, maybe someone else can find what George Lucas was unable to find. We were talking right before we started recording about the MCU, for short, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Of course. Um, which, maybe to a fault, sometimes certain emotional threads don't make sense unless you've seen all the films. Yes, absolutely. There is a richness that uh, you can only discover by watching them all. I don't like the first Thor. Uh, I, I, I like it. I just don't like it that much. I dislike it. You dislike it? Yeah. Even though it's got some great performances from Chris Hemsworth and um, Tom Hiddleston? Yes, I dislike it. Okay. Um, especially because I think those two go on to give great performances at the next two They films do much better in. work later on. Yeah. Um, I dislike it, but I will say, uh, you could watch the first Avengers Cold, watching it with Thor 1 in the back pocket, even as shitty as it is, gives a big emotional weight to Loki's actions, Thor's actions. You can watch Avengers 1 and get it if you haven't seen Thor, pretty much. They give you the basic info, but if you've seen Thor 1, then yeah, you get a nice little bit of uh, color and grounding. Maybe some of these stories will help us understand the relationship. Yeah, probably not, though. Okay, let's try it. This story is called Cards on the Table. We will credit all original authors. This one's written by Amelia Juan Kenobi. Great. Uh, Are you just going to read fan fiction to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anyone is still listening to this podcast at this moment in time, I beg you. You're just two guys. Staring at each other in, in front of two room. microphones in a hot room yep. reading fan fiction. Hot, hot room. About the Phantom Menace. Yep. Like in. Griffin texted me this morning or last night saying, let's just do fan fiction this week. And I didn't even know how to reply to him. You didn't even respond. No. Uh, I was two in the morning. I was asleep. I'm in a really dark place <laughs> right now. Okay. So category, uh, mild angst. Pairing, oh. QO, I just assume that can means we, it's a buddy story. Can we talk about uh, about fan fiction? Because I, really, I never really delved into the world of fan Have you ever no. really? No. no. I, know, I know that it's a very, very, very active subculture on the internet, and there's lots yes. of like lingo mm-hmm. that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. I don't understand all of that. I won't be able to speak to that. Maybe we'll be able to figure this out together. I just know... Um, I had to go through a lot of like web archives because a lot of these sites are no longer running. But they were very active in like 99, 2000, 2001. After the release of The Phantom Menace, people wanted to write more stories about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and their relationship leading up to the film. Here we go. Uh, so we're just we're going to go straight into this story. Cards on the Table by Amelia Wan Kenobi. Disclaimer, George Lucas is the man. He owns everything. We just play. 
He is dumb man. Learn your fate, a voice croaked. It emerged from a bundle of brightly colored rags in the corner outside the tap cafe already. I like this stage that's being set here. <laughs> well, you just think it's Watto. The table nearest the alley and the industrial-sized garbage bin. She, or he, it was hard to tell, must have been a friend of the owner. She clearly considered... Well, now I guess it's a she. You're telling us. <laughs> let's not keep the mystery too long. Yeah, she clearly... Let's end the mystery we started at the beginning of this sentence in the middle of this sentence. She clearly considered the spot her own and had set up a star-sprinkled cloth and various bright fetishes, huh? Upon the circular uh, tabletop. A fetish is a sort of um, a tribal piece of carved art. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. The cards know all. All! Obi-Wan Kenobi and his master, Qui-Gon Jinn, had been about to choose the cafe for their midday meal. I mean, uh, we never see the Jedi's eat, but they must have to no. eat. Um, I guess lunch is not a term that exists within the Phantom Menace universe. No. Now Obi-Wan lowered his head and quickened his step, pretending he didn't see or hear the scrofulous-looking character? Uh, scrofula is a medieval disease that uh, that poor people would get. I don't know why else you would be using that word. S-C-R-O-F-U-L-O-U-S. Okay. All right. I'm going to look that word up. <laughs> Bad enough they'd spend all morning trying to make sense of the Dakanians' economic and political squabbles. He and his master needed peace and quiet to restore their energies before returning for several more hours of the same. Is this before or after Phantom? I think all the six days before, because quite on that. Oh, David, what a, what a what a bonehead question yeah. that was. Obi Wan reflected that if he never saw the corporate sector again, he would die a contented man. He had to use every bit of his training and reflexes not to ram into Qui Gon's back as his master stopped and cast a local coin on the table. The creature, Obi Wan, could now see it was a female of some sort yeah, with a bird-like face that. and person. Yeah, you told us, Amelia Obi Wan Kenobi. Trolled a short series of musical notes and patted the table. Sit down, good sirs, sit down. Let Esme tell you what divine fate has in store for you. It's a terrible idea for an episode. <laughs> I'm going to cut this off real soon. <laughs> this is the worst thing we've ever done. I'm trying to see how long it takes for this story to pop. <laughs> well, my guess is that it's really long. This story is really long. I'm not going to read this one. <laughs> Should we just make up our own fan fiction? No, let me find a shorter one. You're not going to find an appropriate piece of fan I'm going to find a shorter one. Yeah, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is the one we're reading. This one is called Glory, Glory, Hallelujah. Hallelujah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Warning. This was thrown together during a mutual fit of insanity. It's written by Dr. Gonzo. This was thrown together during a mutual fit of insanity. We refuse to be held responsible for our own demented minds. Switching point of view will be indicated by headers. Spoilers, none. This there's, doesn't sound good. There's headers? Yeah. <laughs> Summary. A cultural ritual takes an unexpected turn when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon find themselves on opposite sides of a hole in the wall. Are you in some... <laughs> Are you in, like, an Obi-Wan Qui-Gon section of the site? Like, is this, uh... Those seem to be... That's just, that's mostly what it is. Yeah, that's most of the fan fiction that's written. That's interesting. There's no Amidala fan fiction? Very little. Nothing about, you know, Lives of the Handmaidens? Very little. Okay. Um, so the headers, there are headers uh, right right from the get-go. Okay? <laughs> so it tells you which perspective. Because I guess they're on opposite sides of the hole in the wall. So you got to know which, which side you're on. Okay, ready? Qui-Gon. This 
<laughs> you're, 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 you're struggling here. Qui-Gon Jinn stuck his penis through a <laughs> hole in the wall. Apparently they got glory holes. I mean, I saw it coming, I guess, <laughs> you know, on the opposite sides of the wall. But I thought there would be some buildup. This story was no time. They're not even telling us how they got to the wall. Where it is, where the hole is, what planet they're on. Well, the hole is at sort of probably like penis height. Well, traditionally a hole in the wall is... <laughs> Go on, please. Finish that sentence. Well, I've always heard that there's a place in France where the ladies ne- wear no pants and there's a hole in the wall where the guys can see it all. Right. I, I've also heard that. This uh, doesn't Aphorism. seem... Maybe that is this hall, maybe this... Is, is he in France? I don't know. We don't know yet. They started okay, so, me- media res. So just... We don't know where this story is taking the first place. sentence. I want to see this. Qui-Gon Jinn stuck his penis through a hole in the wall. It wasn't an experience. That's, that's its own paragraph, by the way. That's one <laughs> sentence, period, new paragraph. That makes sense. It wasn't an experience with which he was intimately familiar, eminently comfortable. He looks surreptitiously. <laughs> what is this? Surreptitiously down the length of the wall where other holes waited at varying lengths with varying diameters. Oh, that makes sense that there would be, like, you know, it's an alien, yeah. like, civilized, you know, like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different penises and a lot of different heights and shapes yeah. and sizes. It was more cold than arousing. The plasticine ring that cradled his most intimate part. So they put rings around the holes. It's not just a, a no, It's not just job. a punch. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, the cradle's most intimate parts had not been warmed in preparation for occupancy. Well, beggars can't be choosers. Furthermore, he felt rather vulnerable, considering <laughs> that he had no idea who might be on the other side of the wall. Why is he doing this? Also, he's a Jedi. He should have some familiarity. Like, he should be able to sense, should, yeah. you know, someone's feelings right. or, uh, yeah. He can sense a great disturbance in the forest. <laughs> you tell me he can't figure. Bouncing carefully on his heels to keep the circulation going, he waited. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan knelt on the cushion that had been provided for him. Oh, boy. Waiting for his first patron. God, this was embarrassing. Why would this be happening? <laughs> <laughs> what what possible reason? I'm hoping it's explained. Where I think the, res. I think you're right that the Amidiores is, is crucial to the uh, to the setup here. Because, I, I'm yeah. hoping it un, it unfolds itself. Because we're you know it's like we're hooked right in. Yeah. Obi Wan did what? Yeah. God, this was embarrassing. Just how did he always manage to get involved in these things? Okay, so we're learning a little more. He's This isn't the first time this has happened. I want to make this clear. This is not written by George Lucas and has nothing to do with the Star Wars expanded universe. But he is the man. <laughs> he shook away his lingering discomfort. It wasn't important, he told himself. All that mattered was doing his duty and doing it well. It would not do to shame the Jedi with a poor performance. Not far down from him was another humanoid performing his duty. So they're multi... And there's no there's no uh, separation. So there's a big wall, a lot of holes. A lot of holes. So on one side of the wall, a bunch of people are sticking their wheelies in. And the other side, a bunch of people are kneeling on cushions. Yeah. For what reason, we do not yet know. Obi-Wan found his eyes reluctantly drawn to the site. It should have been humorous, perhaps, watching a young man servicing an anonymous patron through the barrier of a wall. But somehow... Ugh, he squirmed uncomfortably, trying to watch without obviously staring. Can we skip, skip ahead? Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon uncomfortably attempted not to listen to the person that had already been enjoying the services of this establishment when he arrived. This is filled with innuendo. 
for a thing that began with Qui-Gon putting his penis through a wall. Now they're beating now, around yeah, the bush. Right. The services. Now they're acting coy. Apparently he found this concept more exciting than Qui-Gon did, himself did. Still, when the Jedi Master discovered the, what accepting the ritual courtesies of the Jaxterian royal court involved, he'd been glad that he could sneak away without his Padawan and Obi-Wan's customary place at his side. Now we're learning a little more. Okay, right. Qui-Gon doesn't know that Obi-Wan's on the other side of the wall. They're visiting a Jaxterian palace. Which Apparently, is like a this, glory hole civilization, This I is guess. what you do. Yeah, right, right. And he went, let me sneak away from Obi-Wan. Got him all... A little man time. Yeah. Without Obi-Wan here to witness, this was merely uncomfortable. With him here, it might have been impossible. Qui-Gon squirmed a bit, gazing up at the ceiling. With the squirming, Jesus Christ. This is my favorite piece of writing, sorry. Squirmed a bit, gazing up at the ceiling. Period. Beige. Period. He could use a nice new coat of paint and a quiet beige. A quiet beige. Sure. Because, you know, I hate a loud beige. The man next to him finished with a shout. Convulsing, palm slapping against the wall, and Qui-Gon blushed crimson, looking away and humming a little to himself. Jedi control. When he was accepted and pleasured, he would not make such a vulgar and ex- embarrassing display. It would not be commensurate with the dignity of a Jedi Master. So ten- we know the stakes. This. I hate it. When he comes, he can't act <laughs> like a fool. The stage is set. That's the goal. Don't act like a fool when you bust a nut. Obi-Wan. Fighting the urge to whistle, Obi-Wan instead settled himself on his back against the soft cushions. On his back. His back. Okay. The The customs of some people would never cease to amaze him, he thought, shaking his head slightly. When the Chamberlain had told him what would be expected of him, it had been all he could do not to faint right there in the richly decorated throne room. Like some flighty little child, not the Jedi he was supposed to be. David is now checking his emails. <laughs> I am not listening to you. The other servicer was certainly getting vigorous, he noted, with a touch of apprehension. This might not be as easy as he had first thought. All thoughts were wiped away when he glanced back at his own station and saw that this first patron had arrived when he wasn't paying attention. I understand. There's a dick hanging out of the hole in the wall. I, I'm... I, I think I can see the like ultimate twist of this story. I think I can see where it's all heading. He winced mentally. Not a good way to he start winced out. Mentally? Mentally winced. He went like this. Uh. Not a good way to start out. Shifting forward onto his knees, he steeled himself for what he was about to do. Just duty, he reminded himself. This was a part of his mission. It must be handled like any other Why task. Why is he doing this? It's just duties. Part of a mission. They handle like any other task. The, the last sentence explained. It did not. Explained all of it. No, it did not. A part of his brain snickered at the word handle. Why is his brain snickering and wincing? And he ignored it, calm and ready to do his service, until he got a good look at exactly what he was supposed to be servicing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I I, I mean, this is the first time I'm genuinely intrigued. Right? Qui-Gon. The longer he waited to be attended, the more uncomfortable Qui-Gon grew. Perhaps he had stuck himself into the wrong hole. Maybe he was being filmed for purposes of blackmail. Maybe the size of his cock was just too intimidating for anyone to take him up on this ludicrous offer. We've never talked about it, but Liam Neeson is famous for being well-endowed, right? Yeah. That's a long-standing film uh, Hollywood rumor, right? Within Hollywood circles, he is rumored to have one of, if not the biggest, uh, uh, penis. I hate everything that we're doing today. Janice Dickinson once said it was like a fucking Avion bottle. 
Janice Dickinson's the world's first supermodel. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, anyway, carry on. Yes, she is. You're right. He gazed longingly back in the direction of the small dressing chamber where he had left his robes and his lightsaber. Well, the metal one, anyhow. So, David, what's going on here? (laughs) No, I understand. It's like a lightsaber of the flesh. You've made multiple lightsaber penis uh, puns in the course of That's us doing I'm this saying. podcast. That's what I'm saying. Maybe this is going to help us figure it out. <laughs> no, it's not. This might help us figure the after, movie After out. this story, we're done. I have six more <laughs> tabs open. Can you cut to something? Because, like, this is, you know. Yeah. You wanted to make this a quick episode. Yeah, the next story is going to be called Pleasure Boy. <laughs> Unless the DNA of the Jaxtarians had changed when he walked into this room, the man in front of him was not of their species. If the fact that his skin... We're on Obi-Wan now. Uh, if the fact that his skin wasn't green hadn't given him away, then certainly the tiny springs of dark hair that were visible would have. His patron was a human there then, but Obi-Wan had thought that his master and he himself were the only humans in the palace. Hmm. Hmm, Interesting. He clapped a hand over his mouth before the hysterical giggles that were rising up could escape oh force around him this could not be happening he invokes the force around him like oh my god oh my force he does he does still he thought as he studied the soft flesh that was only inches from his face he had been wanting his master for years now perhaps not like this but in some fashion so he's a quick study he's figuring out right you got it he, he figured it out he's got there's only one he figured out who yeah we we know we figured it out. A mischievous impulse rose in him, and he leaned forward, very lightly running his tongue along the side of the Griffin, flaccid chest. I'm going to have to cut you off. After all, he did have to do his duty for the Jedi. <laughs> Qui-Gon. Should he leave? This was ridiculous. Is there much more of this? Yeah, it's very long. <laughs> While he waited... Two more men had walked up and inserted themselves. David's now writing a piece for his job. <laughs> He's now writing a review for the Atlantic Wire. <laughs> no, it's just the Atlantic. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't work for the Wire anymore. Knee the Wire. <laughs> While he waited, two more men had walked up and inserted themselves and were giving every indication of enjoying the experience. Perhaps he should. Qui-Gon flinched and very nearly shouted as just at the moment he would have pulled back a hot, wet tongue right. touched him <laughs> and trailed along his flaccid shaft. You, to use flaccid shaft twice is a little lazy. I think you could call it different terms. <laughs> He trembled, going almost instantly erect at the shock of the soft touch, and bent his head, his hair curtaining his face, curtaining, and screening his embarrassment. Force willing, this would be over. God willing. I love that they use force like it's God. Like, force willing, this would be over quickly. Ooh, premature ejaculate? That could tell us a lot about no, so the nothing, negotiations. Nothing we're quick. <laughs> maybe that's like the negotiations. Because if we knew that this happened before. This is before, right. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's like, uh, sorry that my uh, keep negotiations acting. were so quick. <laughs> you keep acting like this has any bearing on This is so much. We haven't hit the end yet, David. Can I just see what? Thor seemed like a piece of shit, but then you saw the Avengers and it made sense. So maybe we watched them in the wrong uh, order. This is so incredibly long, Griffin. Yeah, long. When is it over? Yeah, Phantom Menace is 220. <laughs> Any story worth telling is worth telling in like, detail. When, when do I actually just have to stop you? Quite gone. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Should he leave? This was... Re- oh, no, I read this part already. Um... Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, he had let his forehead rest against the wall, waited for more. Obi-Wan. He had just only barely touched the man his cock had stiffened immediately. Obi-Wan leaned back quietly to avoid losing an eye, looking somewhat nonplussed at his master's shaft. Damn, he had been impressive enough soft. Erect, his master was damn well formidable. Most people say formidable. Formidable. You say formidable? Formidable. I think I say both. I say formidable. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to mix it up. Banthas had smaller organs than Qui-Gon. Okay, so... <laughs> so, Obi-Wan has... Now, a bantha is a giant, sort of like, woolly mammoth-sized Tatooine creature, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's like saying he's got like a, like a horse cock. Yeah. Oh, well, no going back now. He reached up and gently took the heated length in hand. Heated length is an interesting expression for a penis. I'm not listening to you. What anymore. are you working on right now? I, I'm just looking at uh, some casting rumors about Martin Freeman and Captain America. Who do you Civil think he's going to play? I think that he's going to play like uh, nice. Suit. What is going on? What is going on? <laughs> he's reading fan fiction to me. I've, I was into it. I've been captivated this whole time. Okay, then I'll get back into it. <laughs> I don't want to hear about Captain America. I want to hear what happens with this great story that we're listening to. Had it been so long, he wondered, stroking the soft skin lightly, that his master was ready to come at barely a touch? Maybe the story's going to be over faster than we thought. Ignoring the fact that we scrolled down and saw how long it is. It's incredibly long. You know how, like, the, there's a little scroll bar at the side? It's a, it's a dot. It's tiny. Wow. Yeah. That dot's near the top of the page. <laughs> <laughs> Mischief was replaced by a surge of determination. Not if he had anything you. to do with it. He may never have a chance to do this again. He would be damned if he let it end so quickly. Okay, so this is important. No, it's not. No, the Jedis have to sacrifice everything. To become a Jedi. It's like being a monk. Yeah, sure. They're very monastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'd previously <laughs> theorized that maybe they are not allowed to love. We will not release this episode. It won't be released. <laughs> oh, you don't think this is going to get on Podmas, fucker? You don't think Todd Vanderwerf is going to be all over this bullshit? He doesn't work for the AV Club anymore. Really? Where does he work now? He works for Vox. Oh, right. Who runs Podmas now? I don't even know who runs Podmas anymore. You still have an in, though, right? You could probably... Yeah, I should probably email someone. You know, sometimes they, like, pick one episode to sort of test it out and see if it's Podmas worthy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's throw on this one. <laughs> we should leave that part in, too. This oh, yeah. Talk we'll, about yeah. Podmas. We're going to leave everything in. Okay, wait. This part... And then not release this, this episode. Okay, jokes aside, jokes aside, this part, this next part is very important. We're trying to figure out the movie. No, we're not. These are new details. Ready? <laughs> You're just... Go ahead. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Carefully, Obi-Wan pushed back his master's foreskin. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Exposing the crimson head of a shaft. Okay. (laughs) Uncircumcised. (laughs) That's great. So happy for him. Do we think this is a Jedi thing? Some Jedis are discovered at birth. Do we think all Jedis are uncircumcised? I mean, you know, there's no evidence of, like, uh, Jewish or Islamic tradition in the uh, Star Wars universe. No, and we never see a hospital in The Phantom Menace. We don't know. True. Even for medical reasons. Do you know what I like about it? Nothing. David, no. I'll tell you what I like about it. Mm. 
by giving him a foreskin, it, it's further drawing this comparison between his penis and a lightsaber. Because a lightsaber has to pop out of... Mm, I think that's a stretch, though. You pull it back, and then there's a crimson head. Yeah, I don't know. Also, he has a green lightsaber. By the way, I'm going to start calling myself the Crimson Head. It was already shiny. What? Why are you talking about shiny dick? With soft fluid, a testament to Qui-Gon's sudden arousal... Okay. So some pre-cum. Stop <laughs> reading this story immediately. <laughs> Go to the end and tell me what happens. Can I can I No, this we're sentence? only at pre-cum, David. <laughs> no. I refuse. It's 120 right now. And with a secret smirk, Qui-Gon leaned forward and lapped the clear liquid away, savoring the salty bitterness, his tongue probing the tiny slit. We we are marked on iTunes as being explicit, right, Ben? Uh, yes. Because if not, we're going to get taken off iTunes. For this one? This is pretty tasteful. Mm. I think so, too. Did I mention this story is rated NC-17? <laughs> when I went onto the site, to the to the fan fiction site, all the stories had ratings. <laughs> I know that that's a, a thing in, um, in uh, fan fiction. What, do you want to hear a fucking PG story? You think that's going to be fun? No, I don't want to do anything right now. You sure? Who do you think Martin Freeman's going to play? Uh, I think probably like a government official. Yeah, minor role. Right? Yeah. I think it would be like an important role, but maybe someone closer to like what Gary Shandling played in Iron Man 3. Or, you know, it could be... Or, even... or Captain America 2 was the one. He was in Iron Man 2 and Captain America 2. And uh, Chris O'Dowd in Thor of the Dark World. We always forget about him. He was great in that. Uh, what a masterpiece that movie is. Yep. Um, what is happening? Well, Ben gets immediately angry when we get off the track of I this know. story. There's an R-rated story... Uh, Wait, just what happens the gift. at the end of this Can story? Can I just read you the capsule of this? <laughs> the gift. Review. This is another Obi turns into a girl story. <laughs> <laughs> and a really good one at that. How will Qui-Gon react when his apprentice turns into a really hot girl? Hot to italicize. Now, how will Obi-Wan <laughs> attract to her master's sudden attention? Okay. What? What do you have to say? It's... You know, people make a lot of jokes about fan fiction, right? Yeah. And that it's mostly just this kind of stuff, right? That it's sort of like... Yeah, slash fiction. Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of like very basic sexual fantasies, mostly about uh, two guys working out. Often written by female fans, right. shipping two male characters. It's very interesting that that subset of fan fiction exists. Yeah, And I, I have no problem with them... You know, exploring that desire to, uh, you know, create fiction. Like, you know, you know. I agree, and they're providing us with an important supplementary text, so let's go back into the story. <laughs> what? We're not going to... We're not going to what? Are you trying to... Censor? Yeah. You? No. The, this person? Amelia Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Wait, this one's Amelia Wan Kenobi too? Uh, Same as... Oh, uh... no, this is Dr. Gonzo. You're right. We switched. <laughs> that other one was so boring. <laughs> the one about the fortune teller. By the way, the fortune she told us that they were going to suck each other's dicks, and that's where that story went. I think that what we're finding here is that people who uh, saw this film found that there was something really lacking in the Qui-Gon-Obi-Wan relationship that they wanted more of, but there just isn't any of. And maybe that's what they're indulging. You're just looking for a really, really nasty part of this story that you can just dive right into right Yeah, because I, mean, I honestly think we won't be able to finish this story within this episode. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, no shit. I'm going to read some key lines. 
What did wait, 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 no, I gotta read a little more of this. <laughs> what we what the Yeah, okay. Cut that last part while I was searching. <laughs> um hold on. Let me find where I was. Ben's just shaking his head. I like the job you did on um on the uh pod race episode. Editing in our uh, vegetable conversation. It was yeah. great. I felt I felt good about it. Me too. Loved it. I was laughing out loud in my car. <laughs> okay, back in. Oh yeah, we'll cut all that out. Then cut it out. Qui Gon. A slight hesitation after the first touch left Qui Gon's balls aching and his insecurity stirring. Perhaps the problem what? was due to his race. Huh? White? Let's dig in. <laughs> Go on. Do the Jedi's have white guilt? Here they are protecting. I don't know. Defending. There's not a lot of white people on the Jedi Council, though. Like, uh, it's all right. either aliens or, or a black guy. Yeah, right, because we've got Adigala, we got Plue Clune, we have Yaddle, we have Yoda, we have Mace Windu, we have Yariel Poo. Maybe within all of their Kyodimidi. alien species, they are the white version of it. You know, like, they are the... Mm, interesting. Yeah, cause, well, cause, yeah. You know, maybe there's other people in Yoda's species, but they're not green. Well, so the Jedi Council is predominantly male, which I find problematic. <sighs> so problematic. I find this episode problematic. What would you want to do with this episode, David? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we've run dry. Yeah, we've definitely run dry. What if we, we are what? out of Phantom Menace. We are, like, out of Phantom Menace things to do. Has this movie broken? I mean, I feel like yeah. last week was the one where we went stir-crazy, and this is the one where we're just resigned. Well, well, this is the one where we are looking where there is not information. If that makes sense. I suggested reading the novel. You said you didn't want the time commitment, <laughs> considering that's only 5% different than the book. I suggested playing the PlayStation game. You said you didn't want it because what? it got bad reviews. <laughs> no, I wouldn't play I just don't have a PlayStation. I don't either. I have PlayStation 3, but I thought Me it was too. probably on the store. We could buy it on iTunes. Wait, is the PlayStation iTunes game significantly eBay. different? No, probably not. I think you <laughs> play from Obi-Wan's perspective. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what to do, David. Yeah, I know. Just read me another uh, plot description. Qui-Gon relaxed suddenly, his intuitions telling him that he was, quite literally, in good hands. See what they did there? That's great. I like that. I like that. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm skipping ahead. As he alternated soft kisses and teasing licks down the length of Qui-Gon's cock, it suddenly came to Obi-Wan that this was not at all what he had expected. He'd assumed that he would feel some kind of degradation from this kind of servitude, being forced to service someone in this manner, but he realized then that he, he was the one with the power. It was the patron who was the vulnerable one. His master was subject to his whims. What's the point of this? I don't really get it. Why would why would someone want to write this? Like, I don't. It's a genuine question. I don't mean it in a mean way. Like, what well, the guy, Doctor Gonzo said it was written under. Yeah, it was like a moment of madness, right? He, he it just sort of vomited out of him. Yeah, you know, like a couple of minutes ago, I I scrolled down to the end to try to figure out whether or not to skip ahead. Yeah, and I was like, ah, I don't know. And then I scrolled back up right now to relook at Doctor Gonzo. And uh, scrolling back up took a millisecond. <laughs> scrolling down takes five seconds. Um, fit of insanity. We refuse. That's the other interesting thing. This was done together through a mutual fit of insanity. Is Dr. Gonzo two people? It's Dr. Gonzo does refer to himself in the, uh, third, uh, the first person plural. Okay. How do you feel about Clickhole? I think it's a really funny website. Yeah, I do too. Cool. I'm going to skip it. Here's here's what we're going to do, okay? Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't. What am I doing with my fucking <laughs> life? I'm just looking through these sentences. Have you ever written any fan fiction, Griffin? Um, in elementary school, I would write uh, sequels to uh, my favorite movies in which the characters hung out with me. So you were always involved. Yeah, it wasn't sexual. It was just about me no, wanting yeah, to be sure. best friends with my favorite characters. Like, what's an example? What's a movie you love? Um, I love the movie Space Jam. It's a great movie. I wrote a junior novelization. Okay. I would make little paperback books. And I made a little paperback book called Soccer Jam. Okay. You know, the premise of the first Space Jam is uh, we got to beat these aliens. These alien monsters, yeah. In basketball. We're not good at basketball. Let's bring in the greatest basketball player of all time. Right. The premise of Soccer Jam was the Tiny Toons. Okay. Not the Looney Tunes. The Tiny Toons mm-hmm. are threatened by an alien race. The monsters come back and are like, we failed to get the Looney Tunes. We're going to get the Tiny Toons. Yep. We'll get the Tiny Tunes instead for our space Which theme Which was on the air slavery. when we were kids. That yes. was like, yeah. Let's get the Tiny Tunes. We challenge you to a game of soccer. Did you play soccer? Were you a... A little bit on the weekends. Sure. So whereas the first movie, it was let's get the greatest player of all time. Uh-huh. In this movie, they get Griffin Newman. Let's get Griffin Newman. Yeah. That sounds good. I teamed up with them. It was really fun. When did the blowjobs start? <laughs> ben. But this is my question. Yeah. Like wish fulfillment. Sure. You know, that's what's going on there. Right. Uh, and Dr. Gonzo is his, I guess his, the, his version is just that he, he really just wants wanted to these two to get together, but almost like he knew it would be implausible for them to just get together. So he had to invent this extremely convoluted glory hole on a different planet uh, scenario. Know, I mean, some other people that they, they don't they don't take such lengths. I mean, I chose one. I thought this one was more interesting <laughs> because it kind of it has it has like a hook and a premise and like a you know. Um, a little bit of craft, narrative craft. I mean, apparently some of them just turn Obi-Wan into a girl. <laughs> I don't even, why, why bother? Yeah, and this one called Pleasure Boy, the description is, uh, where did Obi-Wan learn that sexy walk? I was like, I think that you came into this episode thinking, I'll warm us up with a couple of straightforward fan fiction, and then we'll yeah. get to the sexy stuff. And you immediately realize fan fiction's really boring. Yeah. And even the sexy fan fiction, it's really, it's like one punch and then that's all it's got really to shock yeah, you. Yeah, because here, look. This After is that, wh- you're just a little embarrassed for everyone involved. Yeah, yeah. Including may- Obi-Wan. Maybe this was a whiff. Look, but <laughs> th- this is, let me read to you, because I was going to read a straightforward one, okay? Yeah, but I don't want you to. The, I just want to give you, you a sample so you see how fucking boring <laughs> it is, okay? Yeah, yeah, sure. Chapter one, negotiation. This is some guy rewrote The Phantom Menace. <laughs> That's an impulse I understand, because there's building blocks. He also has headers here. Okay. Chapter one, negotiations. Header, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon Jinn strode briskly along the curved gray-walled transit corridor of the Trade Federation battleship. An expensive-looking silver C-3 series protocol droid led the way. Okay, first of all, this guy fucking knows nothing, because it's not a C-3 series. It's a TC series. Ah, uh, you're right. It's all... I hate this. David, what... What do, what do we do? What do we do now? Like, you know, I think I think we probably are done with the Phantom Menace. I think we've I think we've uh, reached the end of the Bunta Eve classic. We're on lap three. Yeah. You know, we're in the final straight. We're locked with Sebulba. You know. And much like we thought we'd be able to pull out an impressive victory. Yeah. 
and figure out what the movie's about? I'm reading about TC. Right. We're realizing now, the realization's sinking in, like, oh, even if you beat Sebulba, you're still a slave. Like, then you're owned by this guy. Right. And now we know that what he does with his... With his apprentices? Oh, let's go to the Jaxterian court. And- I want to make this clear. This is not written by George Lucas. This is just Dr. Gonzo. And we don't know that that's what Oh, Qui-Gon so you're does. saying it's not canon? <laughs> I'm saying it's not canon. I'm saying that, like, obviously there's a lot in the text to suggest that maybe that's what goes on. But we don't actually know what Qui-Gon does. And also he's dead. Let's not forget. I love you, he sent silently, not daring to speak it aloud as he pressed a final desperate, this is the end, desperate kiss to Qui-Gon's parted lips, letting his tongue flicker against them before he pulled back with a sigh, folding his hands into his sleeves and gripping them tightly. Qui-Gon, as I love you, he spoke aloud in response to the desperate thought, stroking Obi-Wan's face for a final time before dropping his hands, letting them trail slowly over Obi-Wan's body until they fell away from it. Come, Padwan, we are wanted at court. Yes, Master, Obi-Wan responded. Qui-Gon let his hand touch the small of the young man's back as he guided his padwan from the room. End. Well, that's it. Do you have an idea of who we are? Let us know at thegreatgonzo68 at AOL.com. If you figure it out, we'll write a sequel with hot monkey Jedi love in it. Come on, give it your best shot. Smiling emoticon. I like that. I like the just the straightforward, like, hey, man, you want some Jedi monkey love? Figure out who we are. Maybe that's the mystery. Maybe they're the Phantom Menace. Is who the... No, The Phantom Menace is insidious. Yeah. <laughs> That's who it is. The movie's about, like, you know, a bunch of pawns in a galactic political game being manipulated from afar by a guy who lives in Coruscant. So are we calling it? Are we saying that we're... Do you think there's any fan fiction about Sidious and Darth Maul Let's hanging see. out in that apartment? <laughs> But no. you, want, you wanted this to end, David. What are you doing? Well, clearly, <laughs> David was just angry question. because we weren't shipping his right <laughs> relationship. We didn't figure out what floats his fucking boat. So he's Darth Maul slash right, so Well, we're, David, we're, let's do some of our patented banter. Oh, uh, hey, Ben. What's going on, man? Not too much. Not too much. It's iced coffee season, which is always nice. How do you feel about iced coffee? Um... I like a good iced coffee, like a tall iced coffee. Yeah, a nice tall iced coffee. Snow peas, though, right? Back to veggie talk. Oh, back to veggies. All right, sure. I don't like I don't like raw snow peas. You mean like the kind of like uh, almost like edamame or anything you can kind of sort of? Well, they're they're crunchy. thinner. Though. Yeah, they're thinner. Yeah, I don't love snow peas. They're okay in like a, you know in Chinese food, maybe cooked, but right. raw. Eh. No, thank you. Do you like a snap pea? Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. No, nope. ooh, ooh, fifty-fifty. I'm fifty. I'm on the fence. This now, what is... exactly is a snap pea? Well, it's the slightly thicker, you oh, know. So that's like the edamame style, exactly. Okay. There's a lot of Darth Maul Obi Wan slash fic. So Obi Wan is the sort of boy toy of the Phantom He's Menace the, for the slash fiction uh, universe. I never want to discuss fic- fan fiction again in my entire life. This is so crazy, though, that this all exists. David, what if the point of the movie is? That, that um, please go ahead. The, uh, the Jedi's it's a it's it's a, a criticism of yeah. the Catholic Church. We already did and that. And how absolute power corrupts all. I have a and question. And how the people we entrust 
to protect us are the ones actually molesting us. Maybe, yeah, whatever. Anyway, it's about systems, right? It's like every yeah, system is fatally flawed, systems. and that's how Palpatine can manipulate Right. Them. Anyway, you're an actor. Yeah. You're, you're like a professional actor. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty impressive. I know. I can't believe it. We, can't, we don't talk about it enough, me, yeah. in private or on this podcast. Because yeah. I spend most of my life being sad. <laughs> And being angry but about like, stuff. It's crazy. You're an actor. You're like you're paid money to be an actor. There's yeah. tons of people who are not actors and yeah. who want to be actors. There was a, a, a friend of mine had a whole Facebook thread last night about how bad the movie Draft Day was. <laughs> really? Wait, he a was friend like, of yours? It's on HBO Go now, and so he was watching it and was like Ooh, updating it's on HBO his Go. status. I'm watch it again. Yeah, I, I enjoy the film. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Objectively, I think it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, totally. But he started... It was like right in the middle of my like list that year. Yes. It was like a nice middle of the yeah. pack movie. Uh, I, I left it unranked due to bias on oh, my yes, Letterboxd list. Oh, yes, good point. Um, oh, wait, you have a, you're, you have a Letterboxd account? Quietly, I don't tell anyone. I'm going to um, find you. But uh, my my friend, my buddy Will Weldon, um, who who's a great comedian, was... Uh, Posting it was uh, just ragging on it, right? Ragging on it, adding comments, and then this other, some other people were like, "Man, this sounds so bad. I should watch it too and rag on it." And they were all ragging on it, and then I just wrote like, "Hey, thanks for the kind words, everybody." Like right, I commented right, that, right. and then I was like feeling kind of whatever. And then I remembered like, "Wait, someone paid me money to be in that movie." Yeah, you you were paid money to be in that movie. I don't care if people don't like it. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's genuinely amazing. Yeah, that's nuts. What was the point you were building up to here? Oh, what? Well, you're a professional actor. Yeah. What part would you want most in The Phantom Menace? If you could have any part. Like, what part would you most want to sink your teeth into? You're asking, the, not a joke answer. No, not a joke answer. I mean, you can give me a joke answer if you want. What, in the script, In as, fact, give me your joke answer and then give me your real answer. My joke answer is Grogga. Obviously. And my serious answer. Or TC14's boyfriend, a part you would write oh into the movie. Yeah. No, if we're talking about the script as it is. <laughs> yeah, as it is. Who as I'd want to play. Yeah, yeah just I, swap you in. I think with credit, all deserving credit going to Connor Ratliff and his perspective that, oh, that he's me out. I think Panaka. I'd want to play Panaka and yeah. see if I could add a little, but, a little spin to but it. But you're sort of almost suggesting there that you would try to mess with what was on the page and maybe give well, him a little more flair. not necessarily, but like think about how negative he is about how things are going to work out. Oh, but he, we don't have an army, this and that. No, no, I totally understand. The guy they cast plays it very stoically, right? He does. Neo what if Korshin. I didn't change the words, but I you just was like, uh, uh, we don't have an army. Yeah, I think that you would. Do you would... know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that no, that wasn't think... a good performance. That was a cold read. It, it, but was, I'm a, saying... it was a disaster. It was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I like played it neurotic. Like I don't think, I think Paddington is too low on your top uh, oh, you're looking 2015 at it? list. I enjoyed it a lot. I should mention, I was having an extreme disassociative episode when I was watching Paddington. Mm. I took a bunch of Valium. And then don't do that. Yeah. Um, do I still have this? Uh, then the value? I no. I don't have. I do. But um, no. What what happened was? Uh, God. What the fuck is this podcast? <laughs> How long we've we been recording for, Ben? I mean, it doesn't even matter. I don't know. I'm gonna edit a whole shit ton of this out. So who fucking knows? Ten minutes? Twenty? Thirty? I don't know. Hmm. I went to see Paddington. I was on Valium. I had a major panic attack, and then I went. I took on Valium. I took Valium because I was having a panic attack. I was trying to subside it. And sure. Instead, it just okay. got worse and worse. Yeah, Valium doesn't seem like the right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I, for times called for desperate magic. Mm. So I went home and I was like just trying to fall asleep and turn my brain off. Okay. And I was like, you just gotta, like, I was like, you know. So you rented Paddington or something like that? No, I watched it in the theater. Oh, okay. My break started in the middle of the movie. Okay. Then I, which I did enjoy thoroughly. Great movie. But I had a hard time figuring out which parts were real and which parts were f- 
hallucinations. I, I, I understand. I was because I, I whatever. Anyway, uh, I have a stupid brain. Um, I went home and I was trying to fall asleep, and my brain was running too much, so I turned my phone onto the the microphone mode, where I could dictate dictate mode. Yeah. Because I was like, wait a second, I have such a good idea for a screenplay right now. Before I fall asleep, I have to get this off my head. Yeah. Can I read this quickly? Yeah, go ahead. Valium Notes, January 20th, 2015. So you, did you say that out loud? Yes. Cool. So this is dictated into my phone. Yep. You might go, oh, some of these autocorrect. Not many. Okay. Most of these are it the words that works. I intended to say. Yeah, okay. I'm not saying it mostly works. No, no, just I'm saying go don't ahead. assume that the technology failed me. This is the degree to which my brain was working at the time that I dictated this. We're covered with the smile airport for the sea structures, or we'll merge cartoony smiling whales with business being conducted over blue skies, rich, crystal clear, crackling waves, patio clean white man made it summer man, Mata zebra, sun tanning, chaise lounge, which to me is so phone reception, his eyes made of toys, it's ripping off in call block, frozen gel color of night, floating in space of pure and clean, inside coins, march coins, why, oh, oh, sorry, March Corns. That w- didn't make sense otherwise. No, Wired yeah, points not. inside the scoring rectangle. Man, clean, suit, string, being arms, all floors, no Mac. Had a talk, his back spaghetti arms over bad elephant. Pression, sliding through the desert. Best friend is a white sweater. Coupon soaking, wet brown cable knit sweater. Flopping a long-trusted ally off white skies. Cream, cream, cream colored everything. Except for the creatures, cream houses. Cesar Perez, granny flat like swimming. And gray house pain, I just want good apartment box man sweater. And so this was you reading your thoughts. It's sort of a stream of consciousness. I thought it was an idea for a screenplay. <laughs> In the moment, I thought that that was a good idea for a screenplay. You got to figure that Cream Houses Cesar Perez Granny. There's something that got lost in translation. I remember some of that. I remember some of that. Okay, sounds good. Cream everything was that the skies and the ground and the and the buildings were all cream, and the only things that weren't cream were the creatures. So it was like a reverse camouflage. I suppose you're the best person to interpret your brain's like uh, thought process. Sure. And the soaking wet sweater was, I like the idea of a sending a creature that was just a sweater that was soaking wet. that was like flopping on the floor Sounds and funny. talking through the mouth hole. Um, well, that was a, a low point of my mental sanity. And this episode feels like an even lower point. <laughs> no, I think we're okay. Uh, I'm going to call it. You're, I'm going to say, you're just going to call the phantom menace. Like we found stop. everything that we can find in the episode. Next week is going to be our last episode of, the, of, Phantom of the Phantom Podcast. We We're will not continue. Stop podcasting. No, we are no going to keep on talking about stuff because we let this go on far too long. This yeah. has gotten too sweaty. Yeah. But next week we're going to have some of our trusted friends, allies, Maybe. idols, yeah, um, listeners, yeah, uh, people uh, send us their interpretations, their quick audio recordings of what they think the film is about, and we'll see if anyone else has the answers because we don't. It's it's about like Palpatine in his apartment. Yeah. Okay. So we're asking fans, please, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. send in your thoughts. We've uh, gotten some already, haven't we? Yeah, we've gotten a we've couple. We've gotten a couple. Uh, also, if perhaps maybe it, from today's episode, if you want to send in some of your own fan fiction, yeah, to but us, keep it short. Let's say that. Keep it that's, short. That's the big thing. Looking through all these, they're too long. Right. Yeah. So keep it precise. You mean the um the. Uh, the fan fiction is just too long? It's just too long. Yeah, I'll throw right. out a suggestion, though. Maybe uh, Fifty Shades of Gra Gra. That seems like that would, would be fun. Would be perfect. Well, Gra Gra and her husband is like, why isn't that in the fan fiction? Yeah. Or no, is no one else reading Wikipedia? 
I guess not. Um, okay. Unfortunately, no one's listening to the podcast at this point, so there's no one to okay. uh, hear our plea. Let's wrap up this episode. Here's the merchandise spotlight. I went to a QVC the other day, and I saw still for eleven forty nine. You went to QVC? I'm sorry, not QVC. The uh, CVS. <laughs> I was going to say, you went inside a cable channel? My brain feels destroyed right now. I went to a CVS, and they had... Oh, no, it was a Rite Aid. I'm looking at the tag here. This is the worst episode of any podcast in history. <laughs> no, it's not true. Um, the, it's it's an action figure of Darth Sidious, but the hologram one. Oh, on the little walking... Uh... Right, so it's that moment that George was really proud of. Did you of. buy this? No, it was eleven forty nine. That's <laughs> it's way a lot too of expensive. Money. Yeah. Coming from the guy who spent $30 on ComTech chips. <laughs> Why didn't you bring those in? The whole episode should have just been us playing all of the ComTech I'm genuinely chips. so embarrassed that I bought them that I'm too... <laughs> ashamed to go to the post office. They, I know they're going to hand it over and know. not know yeah, what it they is. They don't know. But I hate the fact that I'm going to have a box in my hand with ComTech chips. The other thing was I haven't found the reader yet. So I would bring them and then we just look at them. We couldn't even play them. I thought that'd be boring. Uh, maybe we'll do that next week when we're playing all these audio clips. But yeah, this action figure isn't even, it's not even articulated. It's just a little figurine of a hologram Palpatine. It's small. And then the main action figure is the little, the hologram walker. They uh, use yeah, that the holograms the thing, can walk. That's the thing that moves. Yeah. It's kind of cool, though, that he's like see-through. That it's like a see-through action figure. Yeah, I like that, too. It shouldn't I had cost an, that much money. I had an Iceman action figure that you could put in the freezer, and yeah. then he would, like, you know, he'd sort of turn icy. It was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds great. I, I don't know. Character I spotlight. Of, I had a lot of X-Men action figures. Char- character spotlight. Some background we, alien who turns that, out we, to be a We murderer. have a character spotlight? That's something we do? The Wikipedia when we do the... I guess so. I yeah. guess we just sort of go down that roll every so week. So just pick some background alien from the most Espa sequence <laughs> and just imagine that he's a murderer or some <laughs> kind of degenerate. That's all this ever fucking turns out to be. <laughs> the merchandise is stupid. The characters are all low life. The movie is just about fucking power. It's a rich man <laughs> complaining about the system abusing him. I suppose. This has been a, an emotional roller coaster. For Griffin. <laughs> Mostly yeah. I have sat in the corner giggling. I have an audition to get to. <laughs> I'm going to try not to play a fucking artsy asshole. So, yes, uh, next week will be our last episode, so please of get this. in there. Of this. Of this. Of this. Right. Gr- but we are going yes. to continue, so maybe even if you want to have some fans suggest perhaps some of the films or uh, just something from pop culture yeah, that you that want us to, to talk about. Us talk about. We do have to Google uh, Star Wars, though. I keep forgetting to do that. Yeah, well, that's maybe the direction we'll go, and we'll do this next week on air. But maybe you know, on IMDb it has like similar movies, movies yeah. coming like What's connections. That? You might also like what's IMDb? Yeah, I don't know. It's the Internet Movie Database. Okay. Oh. Um. So, uh, of course, um, uh, we used it for our performance review episode. <laughs> oh, I checked out on that one. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the point is. Uh, that was a good episode. That was a really good one. Uh, that uh, it was the best of times. It was worse. Times. Yeah, this this one's bad. This is the uh, just actually just a bad episode. <laughs> uh, it's just a bad piece of media. Uh, poor content. Um, my point is that we need to figure out what we're going to talk about next. I don't know if we're, the next thing we talk about we're going to talk about for ten consecutive episodes. Maybe yeah, it's shorter. Maybe a little shorter. But let's yeah, go yeah, on yeah. there next week on air, Phantom Menace, and see. The recommendations. If you like this movie, you might also like it. Maybe yeah. there's something in a similar vein that can scratch our itch. I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. I, yeah. But I don't get to eat because I got a fucking audition. Oh, you don't eat before auditions? You, it's just too much. <sighs> this must end. <laughs> Usually if when I if I eat before an audition, I spend the whole audition thinking about how badly I want to poop. 
Um, I'm going to tweet the link to this episode saying, do not listen to this episode. Yeah, our goal for this episode is to get uh, zero <laughs> listens. This is anti-podcasting. You're right, exactly, yeah. Next week's going to be a good episode. We're going to wrap it up. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. We're going to play audio clips from some of the brightest stars in Hollywood and notable film critics and our favorite listeners. Maybe. And they're all going to tell us what... The Phantom Mass means. So far, we have two clips, but boy, are we going to collect some more. And we're all we're going to close the book on the Phantom Menace, and then move on to our next chapter, which, by fan demand, seems like it might be judging the judge. Yep. Uh, a, a podcast about the Robert Downey Jr. David Dobkin film, The Judge. That's right, with Vincent D'Onofrio. Yep. So that's w- what's coming up. Get get ready. <laughs> What do you have to say, David? No, I'm, I'm so st- sorry. We're done. Ben, done. you have to wrap it up. Yes. Go ahead, ben. And as Guys. always, and as always, you have to say and as always, and then say something that we've never said before. All right, and as always, uh, goodbye, Fennel. Bye, bye, Fennel. Goodbye, Fennel's now. <laughs>